Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. I hope everyone is keeping cool, calm, and collected as we ramp up to this holiday season. I know that the holidays are supposed to be a time of happiness and cheerfulness, but in the same breath, I also know that it can bring forward a lot of different types of stresses, which is the topic of today's podcast. Stress the good kinds and the bad kinds, because when it comes to stress, I want you to know that not all stress is created equal and that not all stress is bad for you. But when I say the word stress, what comes to mind? Are you getting feelings of negativity? Do you start to get that sinking feeling in your gut? Is your heart rate starting to beat a little faster? While all these are common when we think of stress, I want to discuss with you first about EU stress. Now, EU stress is a type of stress that's actually positive for us. EU stress means beneficial stress and was introduced by an endocrinologist, Hans Silje, in 1976, when he combined the Greek prefix EU, which means good, and the English word stress to give the literal meaning good stress. Now, more often than not, this type of stress isn't mentioned all that much. But the examples of this type of stress include the stress that you get when you are doing a really good and intense workout, the stress you get when you're starting that new dream job, and even the stress that comes with starting a new relationship or parenting. Hell, even going on a scary ride at a theme park can give you that type of good stress too. However, one of the primary functions EU stress has is it's here to motivate us to complete tasks and big projects and to help us get through pain that will help us with performances and personal growth in the future. Like being better in a sport or crushing a big test or exam, whether that be at work or in an educational environment. Yes, EU stress can be challenging, but just because something is challenging doesn't mean that it's negative. In general, I believe that humans like to be challenged, but on their own terms. Which is why I love BDSM and kink so much because this is the perfect playground to practice enhancing your EU stress. Because just like in sports or in tasks that may be challenging to complete, BDSM and kink has many, many, many activities that can cultivate the feelings of EU stress too. Personally, it feels good when I'm in the middle of a challenging scene and I'm breaking a sweat and I'm asking myself, can I really do this? Am I going to make it to the end? Do I have to stop? You know, sometimes I'm even fighting with my mind to see if I should continue or not. But because I understand the benefits of EU stress, it helps me to harness that energy in and complete whatever I'm getting through. Now, that's not to say that if I do need to stop, I will. I don't want you to push yourself to the point where you're going to injure yourself. But understand that sometimes, yes, it's okay to push ourselves, just like at the gym. In general, EU stress comes from challenges and opportunities that we perceive as exciting and invigorating. You know, even going to a scary haunted house can be stressful, but it's still exciting and invigorating, right? Now, I'm not a doctor, but I do know that this type of stress kicks our body into our fight or flight response, 
which then releases chemicals like adrenaline and other hormones that enhance our focus, energy, and alertness. And when this happens, it helps us to get challenges done, achieve goals, and to perform better overall. Think of it like a chemical coach saying, yes, yes, you can do this. And when we are willing to play within the stress and when we choose to push our limits and expand our comfort zone on our own terms, that's when it's able to help us gain confidence and you know show ourselves that we can actually do the thing that we're doing, which in the end encourages us to have a more positive mindset when we're doing things that we find hard or demanding. And combined, all of these things fuel and build our resilience. And resiliency is that ability to bounce back and recover from challenges and setbacks. And when we regularly expose ourselves to manageable, manageable levels of positive stress, and in this context, through BDSM and kink, we can learn to do that in a fun, kinky, sexy way. And again, resilience is one of those key elements to life that we need. Without working on your resilience, life is going to leave you lying on the floor wondering what the fuck happened. It's not that people don't have resilience. It's just that it's a muscle, right? It's like a muscle and you need to develop it and strengthen it over time. Also, when we play and develop and strengthen our EU stress, it gives us a chance to have mental clarity because all those little things that it takes to do this makes us more alert and focused with what we're doing. And truthfully, mental clarity is such a big thing that we need to take seriously. So many of us have so many things constantly running through our mind every day and we get this brain fog, right? And when we have brain fog, we can't think properly, we can't solve problems as easily, and we can often get super irritated easier. And all of these negative things take up a lot of time and energy, an energy that we don't want to be giving. And unlike negative types of stress like chronic or workplace or financial, EU stress promotes us to have a more positive feelings like excitement, satisfaction, and accomplishment. Because you better believe that when I get through a tough scene, I sure damn feel good about it. You know, part of it is because I like to be challenged. And a lot of it is because, yes, I do find this incredibly exciting. And I like to create situations where I get the feeling of fulfillment. Being pushed and challenged helps me to really sink into my core that yes, I can. Yes, I can do this. It doesn't matter how hard things get. I can push through. And it turns out that a lot of the things that happen in our life, they seem a lot harder in our head. But then when we actually complete the task, we're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Or we look back and we go, I don't know why I was so freaked out or stressed out about it to begin with. So putting yourself in situations where you can practice your EU stress you need this, you need this, you need this. So, you know, I obviously promote through BDSM and kink, but if you are into sports then that's good, but you still can't just do nothing, right? And although EU stress is a positive stress that we can maintain, I want you to remember at the end of the day, life is just going to give you stress. It's just part of the deal. So you might as well lean into the types of stress that you can have some control over and at least get a reward from it. Now, of course, there are really negative types of stresses out there. Like I said, chronic, workplace, and financial. And these stresses are probably the most commonly known stresses. But, you know, real quick, chronic stress is long-term and persisted over an extended period of time. Workplace stress can come up from too much work and too little time. 
Or maybe you have some conflicts with some colleagues and bosses that you can't really get away from. And then financial stress. You know, <laughs> I think now with the times, I think everybody has a little bit of financial stress going on. And this is from bills that are piling up that you can't seem to get on top of. Or every time you go to a grocery store, it just seems to be a little bit more expensive than the last time. But even further, on the flip side of chronic stress, we also have acute stress. Acute stress are stresses that come up in short bursts. And this could be something like, getting stuck in traffic, or facing unpleasant anticipated events. Like if you're going to the dentist and you don't like that, I know that is a big one for me. But there are some other types of stresses that I think also go under the radar, like environmental stresses. For example, I lived on the 17th floor of a building in Toronto. And for the most part, I absolutely love that place. It's where my husband and I spent our first year and a half. My business really took off there and I really had one of the best views in the city. So I can't complain about the actual unit, but I also had to live with the constant noise of the wind just going on and on and on and on. And it, it was something that you can't escape. It just was a constant, like constantly. And on windy days, it was even worse. And then on top of that, the hospital in front of us was redoing their parking lot. And at the same time, the street was also being redone. So although I loved my actual apartment and I was right near the water and I could run and it was just so good, I didn't realize how much environmental stress I was taking in until we moved back to a quieter town. And from there, that's when I realized that environmental stress is something that I really needed to take, to take notice of. But it doesn't always just have to be from the noise, right? Environmental stress can come from pollution or like smells. For instance, if you live near a factory and you constantly have to smell the fumes that are coming out of it, or maybe you live near something like a cannabis grow up. I have friends that live near a cannabis growing facility and on a lot of the summer days, they can smell that in the air. So if you don't like cannabis or you don't like the smell, that's going to make you mad and super stressed. Then there's the other types of stresses that more people are more familiar with, right? We have social stress which is when you're being isolated or being discriminated towards or conflicts within family and friends. But social stress is also a part of life that you're going to have to deal with because you're not always going to get along with everyone. And you're going to come across people that, you know, are just maybe they're just mean to you at some point. And I feel that it would be pretty remarkable if you went through your whole life without some form of social stress. Then there's traumatic stress, which of course is stress that comes from exposure to a traumatic event or even a series of traumatic events like violence, surviving a natural disaster, or surviving a bad accident. Then there's the stress that we often give to ourselves. And this is a big one, whether we're aware of it or not. And even if we are aware of it, sometimes it's very seriously hard to get a grip on, but it's our cognitive stress, right? So cognitive stress comes from overthinking ruminating from the past, having anxiety about the future, or viewing ourselves in a very negative or self-doubtful way. Cognitive stress is really dangerous because it affects our perception of ourselves, the people in the world around us, and our decision-making skills. Remember, if we aren't mentally clear, then making the best decision for us is unlikely because we will let feelings like fear or doubt take over the driver's seat. And when these negative stresses are not dealt with, Understand they will manifest in some physical symptoms and make you sick. Some common things are you're most likely to experience an increase in headaches. Your body can start to tense up and feel painful. And you're more likely to get digestive issues. So you really need to stay on top of this. 
But don't think the answer to fixing these stress issues is to create a life where there's no stress in it either. Having no stress at all can still actually bring us stress. For instance, if you're someone that's in a routine and you do the same thing over and over again, and you're not being challenged in some way, and there's no excitement, you can get stressed out because you're too bored and it's just not really a thrilling life for you, right? So you're just like, oh, this is the same thing. It's predictable. You know what the next day is going to have. You know what the next day after that is going to have. The trick to stress is finding a healthy balance to it and doing it on your own terms. And you have to kind of approach this with the mindset of, yes, some stress is good for you, right? Like this is the drive to be like, I can do better. I can do more. I can do this. I can get through this. This is a tough season of my life, but I'll make it to the next season. I won't give up, right? It can bring on stress, but that some type of stress is what allows us to have personal growth. And that's where EU stress comes in. So if you don't have an avenue where you can practice or play within EU stress, then why not try BDSM and kink as your platform to do this? Remember, you don't need to do something extreme and you can always build a scene around what suits you, but you do need to have some form of outlet for EU stress. It's clear that we do need stress to evolve. It's what pushes us outside of our comfort zone, right? So if this is something that interests you, just make sure that you know your BDSM and kink basics, which of course you can find at www.thepartition.life and I will always leave the links in the description. But I really do hope that you understand that having good stress in your life is an element of what makes life worth living. You can't escape stress, so you might as well challenge and play with it in your own way. So yes, some stress is good for you, and I want you to take that away. Not all stress is bad. But on Monday, we're going to be joined by Dan and Lacey of The Swing Nation to explore the multifaceted world of consensual non-monogamy and swinging. They have been in the swinging lifestyle for years, but since 2021, they have been the host of The Swing Nation podcast. And on Monday, Dan and Lacey will be sharing their personal stories, practical tips, and expert insights on how to navigate the swing spectrum and how you can enter a community where curiosity meets respect. And I am incredibly excited to have them on the show, so be sure to tune in to that. And once again, if you are looking to redefine your sex life in just one weekend with the Partition Home of Kinky Wellness, early bird tickets for the Kinky Wellness Summit are online right now and can be purchased at www.kinkywellnesssummit.com. And remember, by attending the Kinky Wellness Summit, you're immediately going to improve your connection to your sexual self, understanding of pleasure anatomy, insight on your BDSM and kink basics, and sexual goal settings and mindfulness. You'll be able to understand sexual risks and triggers, learn about erectile and pelvic floor health, and so, so, so much more. So make sure that you check that out. This four-day event is entirely online and will be running once again from February 22nd to February 25th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. And don't worry if you can't make it to the live sessions, we will be recording it so you can watch it for up to one week after the summit has ended. And it's better to get your tickets now because next month the price will be rising to $569. Again, you can find all the information at kinkywellnesssummit.com. So yes, but that is it for me on this episode. I hope you have a great day. Sending lots of love and as always, stay kinky.